Hey, this is Kyle Papineau. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church in Orange County, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message encourages you and it helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. Man, you guys may be seated. Why don't you say uh, Happy New Year to your neighbor? Those of you who are online family with us today, man, we are so glad that you are here. I want to say Happy New Year to you. I, I don't know about you guys. Forrest, I missed you, man. Uh, it was weird not being with you guys on a Sunday. It was really weird not being with you on a Sunday. Forgive me, I don't want to trip on that one. No, you're good. Worship team, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was, it was really fun to be able to watch an online experience. Did you guys enjoy the Christmas online thing? Great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed getting to see the, the band put it together. And, and I'll tell you what, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was Alex's spoken word. I, I loved the way that he presented that. But it, as, as fun as it was to put that whole thing together, I'm not going to lie. I missed you guys. I like being with you in person. Okay. New Year. Same God, okay? But New Year means we, we should have a little more energy than what we're currently seeing. And so I know that we have been binging on the foods, on the carbs, but uh, church is not supposed to be boring, and so I, I, I want you guys to uh, lean in today, okay? I, I believe this. When we show up expecting God to say something or to move, he does that. And so like a lot of things, you get out of it what you put into it. Church is the same thing. You get out of it what you invest into it. And so if you're leaning in and, and paying attention, man, I, I think it's going to be super helpful. I know that um, this morning, I, I announced it last week through the online message, but we are starting today together another faith experience. So we did the, the expansion offering, which I've got to say, I'm just so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of those who, who sacrificed who sold things, who, who just decided, hey, we're going to go above and beyond and give generously and extravagantly. Uh, we are at or near the $10,000 mark for the expansion offering. That is a big deal. And I am so excited to see how God is going to grow our church this year because of our faithfulness. The next thing that we have a responsibility to do, though, is step into what God has called us to do. And for this year, uh, we, we've not done this in previous years, but this year I really feel like God spoke to me and said, I want Legacy to work on maturing as a church. So as a, as a team, as a family, he wants us to mature. And, and one of the ways that you know that you're maturing in life is when you start to set aside things for other things. It, it's called discipline. Discipline is putting aside what you want now for what you want most, okay? That's what discipline is. So if we will discipline ourselves in our walk with the Lord, we're going to see then a growth and a maturity over the course of time. Now, I know it's, it's weird because sometimes we, we come to church each week and we say, okay, I haven't changed that much this week. Like, would you raise your hand and say, I, I grew a ton this week. Somebody, anybody, you, you grow like inches this week. Maybe it's in your waist. Maybe it's high. I don't know. Uh, or or I, grew, I grew spiritually. I know God's voice better this week. Well, 
it's, it's hard to track week to week, but when you put your, your mind to it, and when we collectively come together as God's people and we seek his face, I mean, that's what, that's what this verse is talking about, then we will see a growth. The cool thing is, if we're all growing, then the growth of the church is exponential. It's not like addition. It's Ryan's growing, I'm growing, Grace is growing. Like, we're all growing together, but that means that it's times, however many people, grow. Does that make sense? Am I, am I helping anybody? Okay. So one of the ways that we can grow together, and one of the things that we're going to do together starting today is a three-week prayer and fasting time. Okay? Now, raise your hand. Anybody ever fasted before? Okay, cool, cool. So we're, we're almost half and half. That's really cool. And I'll tell you why it's cool. Some of you have never done it, and you're going to do it for the first time, and you're going to be like, that was rough. <laughs> Others of you know what to expect going into it, and so you can kind of help coach those who haven't. But basically what we are doing is for the next three weeks, so starting today, some of us are giving up one meal a day. And I would love it if you would partner with us in doing this. Give up one meal a day and set that time aside to pray. I'm not going to tell you all of the things to pray for. I, I trust that you have things in your own life that you need God to work on and move in. But I will say this. I've got a list of things that I would love if you would help partner with us and pray for one of the biggest things, I'm just going to come out and say it, is a building. I, I would love for our church to have a building this year. And I'm, I'm not ready to share all the details yet, but I will tell you there's something in the works. And it is in direct correlation with our giving in the expansion offering. Last year when we did the expansion offering, we, we came together and gave, and then uh, through the PPP loans that the government gave out during COVID, those were actually forgiven for churches. So what we took as a loan, it was actually given as a grant. In kind of, we're taking it as a response of our, our faithfulness to what God called us to do. This year, we came together and we said, hey, we're going to sacrifice, we're going to give, we're going to go above and beyond. And this year, God said, I, I don't have any loans to forgive for you, so I'm going to save you from having to pay close to fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 for some repairs on a building that we're looking at, okay? That's a big deal. No, I'm the only one who thinks that's a big deal. We saved $50,000 because we gave 10. It's exponential. That's the way that God works. When he, when he calls us to do something and we respond in obedience and faithfulness, he does his part. And I think that that is really exciting. So that's why I'm, I'm coming to you saying, it was good to give out of your pocket. Now it's time to give of your gut. And some of us need it more than others. I'm, I'm chiefest of sinners here. But here's what I am saying. If you will sit down and pray with the time that you used to eat for the next three weeks, just take one meal a day and give it up and pray. I'm believing that you're going to see God do some crazy things. Now, I will say this. I'm going to ask you to go above and beyond that because I don't believe that God is satisfied with status quo. And for some of us, it's easy to give up breakfast. Some of us just don't eat breakfast, and so I, I want to challenge you, don't count that meal <laughs> that you already regularly miss towards this. But then one day a week, one day a week, I'm asking you to just give up food entirely. So maybe eat dinner before you go to bed, and then don't eat until dinner time the next day, and fast and pray with us. But just know that not only are we praying for a building, but we collectively are praying for each other. And I'm believing that through this, we're going to see families bonded to each other. 
that we're going to see hearts uh, grow together and not in a, in a cheesy or romantic way, but like we need to care for one another. That's the way that the body of Christ works. And so if, if I'll be praying for Jacob and Jacob's praying for me, well, Jacob and I are going to get closer because we're going to spend time, hey, what do you need prayer for in your life, man? How can I come alongside you and pray with you? You see where I'm going with this? I know that over the last two weeks, there were a couple of people in our church that had COVID. Well, if you didn't know, you couldn't pray. And so I want it to get to the point where we all know what each other are going through. And even, even our online fam, I want you guys to get involved in this as well. And you can let us know through, through uh, social media or email or phone calls, whatever. We want you to partner with us. But I want this to be a church experience because our, our verse today said that if my people who are called by my name, and I'm just believing that we are called by his name, that legacy was called by his name, that you were called by his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he guarantees, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it, he says, I will hear from heaven and will forgive the sin and I'll restore their land. Pardon me. So, um, I know that when, when we talk about prayer, we kind of did this a few months ago, but one of the things that I have regularly wrestled with, and I hope I'm not the only one, is why do I have to pray if God already knows my thoughts? Anybody had that thought? Like, why do I need to talk to God if he already knows what I'm doing? Well, um, do you like hearing people's voice? Or do you just like reading instructions in a book? Those of you who are parents, do you like interacting with your children? Pardon me, guys. I like hearing my son's voice. I like interacting with my wife. I like interacting with my friends and, and getting to know them by way of discussion. I like getting to know God by hearing his voice, and he likes getting to know me by hearing my voice. I think great relationships have great communication. And your prayer life is something that's mostly going to be between you and him. Okay, You're Just generally speaking, when I talk about a prayer life, it means that uh, you're praying to God, and that's it. Like, it's just the two of you. A lot of times we think that our prayer life is, is praying at dinner and saying, God, uh, thank you for this food. Bless it. Amen. Forgive me for just saying thank you so much. But I think even more than it's praying at dinner table, I think it's spending time behind the scenes. It's spending time in a prayer closet, as the Bible calls it. For some of you, that might be the shower. For some of you, that might be the car. For some of you, that might be your bedroom when you can finally shut the door and just get a couple minutes to yourself. Come on, parents and toddlers, you know what I'm talking about. I think for some of us, it's something that we're going to have to discipline ourselves to do. But when we when we actually spend time behind the scenes, we start seeing dividends in other places. It's the craziest thing. When God calls his people to pray multiple times in Scripture, he says, I want you to fast and pray. So he doesn't just want you to starve, praise God. We're not called to starve ourselves. We're called to fast and pray. So we're called to give up something to seek something. And this verse says that if you will seek, you'll find it. Okay? 
What are you going to find first? I think you're going to find access first. I think you're going to realize that when you spend time behind the scenes praying on your own, one-on-one with God, you have direct access to God himself. Praise God, you don't have to come to me to go to Jesus for you. I don't know that I could be a pastor if that was the case. Like there's just, in no world do I want you to come to me and tell me all the prayers that you have and I've got to go to God for you. I want to be able to partner with you in prayer. I, I want to find out that, uh, uh, Kevin, I know that you're, you're seeking a healing. We saw a healing in your dad through surgery. I want to pray with you, not on behalf of you. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be a team effort. Because then I feel like I'm in this with you. I'm not over it. And then I also don't feel the responsibility. But if we have access to God the Father himself, you can go directly to him. I get to go directly to him. We can corporately go directly to him for the same thing. But there is no more veil. I love that when Jesus died on the cross, this is maybe one of the miracles that doesn't get talked a lot about during the Easter story, but the veil that separated the Holy of Holies, which was the presence of God, from the people was torn from top to bottom, by the way. Why was it torn from top to bottom? Because no one could have gotten up there and torn it. They might have been able to separate it from the bottom, but it was torn top to bottom to show that this is God separating, uh, tearing apart this barrier so that he could be with his people. So if we will spend time in prayer, we will have access to God himself. And he promises that he would listen and answer. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So you don't have to go through someone else. You have direct access to God himself. And you also have direct access to eternal resources. What do you mean, Pastor Kyle? I mean, when you need energy, there is extra energy when you pray and say, God, I need you to help me with this project. I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten to the end of my my physical self and said, God, I need, I need some more. And, and it just shows up. He just empowers me. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to zero dollars in my bank account and said, God, I need you to come through. And it's happened. I can't tell you how many times, well, I can, it's been one, that I have ran out of gas and said, God, I need a miracle. And someone comes up behind me and starts pushing. Now for my dad, it might be a little bit more than just one. Sorry, I'm throwing them under the bus. It's supposed to be fun, guys. Church is supposed to be fun. I'm going to take, take the beating later. Don't worry. You guys can laugh with me. But when we get to the end of ourselves, I believe that there is an eternal resource at the end of that. So when your tank goes empty, there's extra because we have direct access to the Father. Because we have access to the Father, we also have authority. When you pray in the name of Jesus, there is a power in his name. And when you use it, you are invoking the name of Jesus over that thing and bringing his power into that situation. So I love praying. I was praying for, um, I'm currently praying for a friend of mine. 
he, he lost his grandfather a couple of weeks ago, and I told him, I'm praying for you, and I don't know that he knows what that means. But he said, thank you. Like, anybody will take prayer if someone dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter where they are on the spectrum of, the, of salvation. They'll, they'll take prayer if someone close to them dies. But I'm believing that when I pray in the name of Jesus, I'm bringing the authority of heaven into that situation. I know that there is discord in a family. I'm going to pray that God restores that family to the way that he designed it to be. And when I pray in the name of Jesus, there is an authority that comes and acts on that behalf. So not only do I have direct access to God himself, I also have access to the authority that Jesus Christ has. Matthew 28, 18. This is right before the Great Commission. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I have all authority in heaven. That's God the Father. That's all of the eternal resources that have ever been and ever will be. And all authority on earth. That's the power of presence. At the time, it was the power of Rome. It was empires. He has all of the authority that those things carry, and he is employing it when we pray, will you take care of this? So let me ask you this. Are you praying about situations flippantly like, God, if you might be able to please, could maybe come and do this? Or are you praying by the power that raised Jesus from the dead? I command you to stand up and walk. I, I don't want to be a person who prays half-hearted prayers. I don't want this to be a church where people come and they pray and they pray and they pray and they pray and they never see God move because they didn't ask rightly. I think a lot of our prayers don't get answered the way that we think they should because we don't have the mind of God in those matters. And so if we will pray rightly that God, your will be done, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, that means you have to put your preference aside. In fact, uh, we may be getting, getting into this in the next couple of weeks, but when we talk about interceding for someone, it means praying over someone, even, even like not in their presence. They can, this is like behind a closed door. I can pray for people, intercede for people, and it means being totally disinterested in any other outcome than the will of God. So if I'm praying over, uh, Forrest, you were on my heart a couple weeks ago and I text you, if I have an agenda that I bring to that prayer with God, that's not intercession. Intercession is saying, God, just have your way in Forrest's life. Geraldine, when you were sick last week, I'm praying over you. I'm not interested in, in what the doctors want to know. I'm not interested in what they want this outcome to be. I'm interested in what God wants the outcome to be. So when we pray rightly, we have access and authority. Isn't that cool? That we get to go to God the Father himself directly. We don't have to go through anybody else. And then we get to invoke his name in our situations. So we're talking about goals for the new year. We've got some goals for the new year. Everybody's got resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them. If you don't invite God's will into that, it will be futile. If you're not praying the will of God over it, it won't work. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. What? 
The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. So you are not powered by the amount of sleep that you got last night. This, the scripture says, you are powered by the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So when you pray, you are partnering with God the Father to see his will in your life. So you don't just have access. You don't just have authority. There is also something that comes when you pray and pray intently, and that is anointing. 2 Corinthians 1, 18 through 22 says, As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I, this is Paul writing, uh, preached to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. This may look different in different translations, but in the NLT, I love it. He calls Jesus God's ultimate yes. That is so cool. I love, because, so, I, guys, forget the title pastor for a second. There are times where I will, I will sit in my room and I will pray on the edge of the bed. God, I need you to do something and I need to hear your voice. And I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes I approach him as if he's already said no. Sometimes I ask him, will you just change your mind? <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, I need you to move. I need you to, to speak. I need to hear from you. Guys, sometimes I, I have to sit on Thursdays for over an hour and just pray, God, what do you want me to speak this week to your people? But it is in those moments, the moments that we're, we're sitting still and we're hearing from God, that all of a sudden, I can remember, wait a second, if Jesus lives in me and all authority in heaven and on earth was given to him, well, that means, doggone, let's do this. It means we've got work to do. It means that we've got a calling on our lives, and so we've got to, we've got to move forward. But I don't want to move forward without God's anointing. And his anointing is his ultimate yes through his son. And it says that he's with us, not just with us, but in us. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, <laughs> ascends to God for his glory. Continuing on, it is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised. This says that the Holy Spirit is the first installment. What's the next one? If the Holy Spirit is the first installment, I'm go it doesn't say. So I'm just going to submit something. I believe working in partnership with the Holy Spirit is the second installment. That you can actually come into a, a alignment with him, and that is where the anointing is. And when you pray under the anointing, when you move and live and work under the anointing, you begin to see life open up in a way that it never has before. 
I don't know how to drive this home any further other than to say there is nothing that will propel your spiritual walk with the Lord like prayer and fasting. Nothing. You can give like we all just did. And I think that's a good trajectory to keep our, our generous hearts on. I think it does something for us in our, in our physical bodies, but there is nothing that will propel your spiritual walk further than prayer. And when it is partnered with intentionality behind fasting, it's a total game changer. The anointing, though. The anointing is what impacts others. It's something that other people can notice. Like, they just, they, they can see it in you. I was at a party a couple of weeks ago, and somebody came up to me at the party and goes, I can just tell you're, you're Holy Spirit-filled, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's kind of a weird way to start a conversation, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, he starts sharing stuff with me that the Holy Spirit has done in his life. And, and when you can start talking about the things of God from the get-go, man, it's really, uh, it, it turns a, a dull party atmosphere <laughs> into something that's fun. It'll turn a dull work environment into a place that you love to be. I know, guys, there's a burden here, and it is just driving me up a wall. Can you leave? (laughs) I'm not ADD, I promise, but it is driving me crazy. When you can step into a room and hear or know or sense what God is doing in a room and you get to partner with it. How cool is that as the second installment of what God is wanting to do in our lives? But I believe this, if the Holy Spirit is the first installment, the second, the third, the fourth, whatever, however many installments that God wants to make, I'm here for them all. I want God's will in my life. You can't, you can't fake the anointing. I'm, I'm a pastor, and so I follow a bunch of pastors on Instagram, And it is really interesting to see who fakes and who doesn't. And I don't judge them because I feel like I can learn a lot from a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. But it is interesting to watch people who think they have the anointing versus people who actually do. It is funny to see people grow up in the church and and think they have the anointing or people who just actually have the anointing. And can I just tell you that the anointing is not exclusive I think so many times in, in the current church culture, we have made the anointing this high and lofty thing that we can't all have access to. And that's not what Scripture says. He says that he is available to all who seek, who ask, and who not. So are you willing to ask? Are you willing to seek? Are you willing to keep knocking at the door? Notice that it doesn't say those who knock once. It says those who keep knocking. So I know that there are people here who have been praying for the gift of speaking in tongues for years, and you're just knocking and knocking and knocking. Well, the verse says it's going to happen. I know that there are people here who have been praying for people in their family for years to come to know Jesus, and you're knocking, and you're knocking, and you're knocking. Well, it's going to happen. God's going to get a hold of their hearts one way or another. Your access leads to authority, and ultimately it leads to walking in an anointing. So let me ask you this. Let me kind of go away from my notes for a second. What are you praying for this year? 
in, in the world, we have the term New Year's resolutions, but uh, I think there are rhythms to life. And I think the new year brings uh, kind of a fresh concentration. We've all just gotten to enjoy a ton of food and friends and family time, and that's great. But now we feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like I'm ready to get back to life as normal. Um, so what are you praying for? I mean, if you really want to, like, shout it out, you can shout it out. I'm not going to be offended. What are you guys praying for this year? Yeah, Robert. to prosper and get closer to your family. I love it, man. Come on. I love it. I love it. Somebody else, what are you praying for this year? Kevin. Stability. I like that. It's a good word. Somebody else. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Come on. Yes. End of COVID. I love it. Man, I'll, I'll get behind that prayer. I like that one. Um, over the next three weeks, we have the opportunity to dive deeper into these things. And so now you need to know that, Robert, people are going to be praying for you in the next three weeks to get closer to your family. That, Kevin, we're going to be praying for stability. That, Jim, I'm coming alongside you right now and praying that God would end this thing that we are going through. No more variants. No more rules. That's all I'm going to say. But Jesus, come quickly. That's, that's probably my main prayer this year. Uh, my mom was sitting at the table the other day, uh, yesterday, and she goes, hey, uh, this year I'm praying that God comes back this year. And I was like, whoa. All right, cool, 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 cool. Like, we, we got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> there are people who are going to be praying for jobs, for marriages. Uh, we, have, we have a couple of engaged couples in our church, and I would just love it if you'd come alongside them and pray for them this year. We're going to probably have two weddings in the next 12 months. And I'm tired of seeing young couples not make it in a marriage because they didn't do things right. And I love that both of the couples in our church have done things right and they want God in the middle of their relationship. But it's going to take a community around them praying for them and helping protect them by prayer. We need to come alongside those people. People are going to be praying for ministries. We're praying for a church building. We're praying for greater influence. We're praying for our kids. We're praying for new jobs. We're starting jobs, starting businesses, all these things. I want you to set aside the time that you would normally eat one meal a day and pray for these things. Because fasting, like we, we make it this really awkward thing sometimes that like, oh my goodness, we're starving ourselves so that God hears us. No, 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 no. Fasting is not about getting from God, but getting to God. It's not about what we can get from him. It's about centering ourselves around him. But do you know there's some rules when you fast? There, first of all, you can read this from beginning to end, and there is not a law that says you must fast. Did you know that? It doesn't say you have to. It's totally voluntary. But growth never happens without stretching yourself. Maturity never happens without going to the next level. So when you, when you fast... The Bible says, brush your hair. I would encourage you, brush your teeth. It says, put on nice, clean garments so that people don't know what you're doing. 
because the trend in the times was that the, the elitists, the Pharisees, would, would fast, and then they would stand on the corner and say, I'm so hungry because I'm so holy. I hate those people. They drive me crazy. I, I know. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate you laughing. Uh, those kinds of people drive me up a wall because they're just doing it for the looks, and the Bible promises that is their gift. That's all they will receive. But if we'll brush our hair, if we'll brush our teeth, if, if we'll wear some cologne, you know, make sure that you're, you're presenting yourself well, and then pray quietly. Let's watch what God will do in our church. I think there's something powerful about people praying in a, in a prayer closet behind the scenes, and that's why we've kind of called this, this series Behind the Scenes. But I'll say this. There is nothing more powerful than a group of people coming together around a couple of things. And so this morning, I'm going to take basically the rest of our service. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. And I would love it, regardless of whether you're going to raise your hand or not or whatever it is, I'd love it if all of us would come forward. And we're going to pray together as a church family this morning. We're going to pray together for relationships, for jobs, for finances, for kids, for all of these things. But this is a discipline in our lives. Maturity requires discipline. So make it a part of your regular life. I want to challenge you this year. Don't just take the next three weeks of, of the year and, and do this and then stop forever. I want to encourage you to make this a regular part of your rhythm uh, in interacting with the Lord. Cool? I want to see God do some crazy things. I want to see God move in your lives this year like he's never moved before. I want to see God give us a building this year. That's, that's my main prayer. I cannot wait for the day that we don't have to set up and tear down every single week. I'm excited for the day that we have a place that we can do ministry out of, that we can have small groups in, that we can do outreach from. And it's full of people who are hungry to hear from God. But it's going to take us being faithful now. It's not, uh, I, I'm super grateful um, and honestly, it, it's an honor to lead a church of people who are generous like you. You guys proved it last month how generous you are. But now it's time that we not just be generous, but we also be mature. And I think God will bless maturity with abundance, with access, with authority, and with anointing. So I'd love it if we could together. Would you stand with me for just a second? We're going to pray together. And this week, I'll put it out on social media, um, but I would love it if you would actually, right now, take out your phone. Everybody's got a phone on them. Uh, maybe you're taking physical notes. Feel free to write it down. But I I'd love you to name three things real quick that you're going to pray for over the next three weeks. I, I think a general prayer is a beautiful thing, but I think... Focused prayer is even more important. So if you're joining us, online family, uh, write this down maybe in the chat or put it somewhere in a, in a journal. Uh, but three things that you want to see God do over the, the next couple of weeks. And I'll tell you why. Because when you, when you set an expectation, God moves. And it kind of gives you a place to watch out for what God's going to do. So I'm praying 
I'm praying for a building, for our church. I'm praying for uh, a home for Brittany and I. We're trying to buy a house, and it's a crazy time to buy a house. I'm praying for a, a breakthrough in that area for us. And I'm praying for exponential growth in our church. Those are my three things. But what I'd love for you to do is, is maybe screenshot that and share it on social media or send it to us so that we can pray with you guys for these things. Because I'm going to spend time, Addie, praying for you this week. And for the three things that you, you're praying for, I mean it. I know that Pastors Phil and Barbara and Brittany will spend time praying over you guys this week. Now, I'd love it if you'd come forward. Everybody come forward. We're going to pray together as a, as a family. The worship uh, team is going to lead us in, in some more songs, but come on forward. Pack it in. Let's get close. I am excited about what God is going to do in and through us. Sometimes we forget that, like, we are the church, and so we talk about, through our church, yay, it sounds like it's somebody else's responsibility. It's not. It's ours. <laughs> God is not going to use someone else. He is going to use the Martins. He's going to use us. He's working in and through the Castanetas. Like, we're all in this together. You guys, too, not just because you're not down there. But you guys feel like you're included. God is going to use us to touch the city. God is going to use us who are online to touch wherever we are. Whether that is uh, Covina, Arcadia, McKinney, it doesn't matter. He's going to use us to touch our cities. But it's going to take us setting time aside to pray and to fast. And so I love it. Worship team, lead us in a song. But I want to know some of your things. So I'm going to come around and, and, and pray with you and, and pray for you. And I know Pastor Phil can do that and, and Brittany as well. But I want to see God do something crazy in 22. I, I'm, I'm tired of status quo. I, 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 want to see, I want to see God move in our lives. I want to see real, tangible miracles happen. Because when miracles happen, it spurs our faith on, it excites us, it moves us, and it challenges us. Amen? Father, I pray that each one of us would recognize right now that we have access directly to you. We have access to all of the eternal resources that you have. Father, that we have the authority in the name of Jesus because you put it in us. God, we, we, have, we have the authority to pray over situations. And so, God, I'm praying right now the authority of Jesus Christ over every marriage in our church. That, Father, you would bind hearts together. The things that are frustrating couples, God, you would drive those things away. That you would remind us why we fell in love with each other and return us to the way that you made us to be. I'm talking about a Genesis chapter 2 marriage where we walk together, we talk together, we're in perfect alignment with God the Father. And the Father, I pray for an anointing on every person in our church. That your Holy Spirit would rest, and not just rest, but settle on each one of us. 
Father, that your glory would be seen in and through our lives. Be seen in and through our ministry and in and through this church. But God, I know that there are people here who are praying for a healing. And I pray in the name of Jesus, the authority and anointing of Jesus, that there would be healing distributed right now. Father, I know that there are people who are praying for a breakthrough in their finances, that this year would be the the biggest year of finances yet for them. And I pray supernatural provision over them right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would would return everything that was lost last year. I pray that you would give everything you have for us this year that you would not hold back one single thing from us this year. Help us be in alignment with what you're doing, with what you're saying. We love you and we praise you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Leave a comment and rate this podcast, but make sure to give us five stars. In the description, you can find the website, the socials, and all that good stuff. Special thanks to those who give generously. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to partner with us, you can click the link in the description below. Join us live on Sundays, either in person or on YouTube or Facebook, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.